with Bob and Bax. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax, where we watch movies so you don't have to. I'm Bob. And I'm Bax. Bob. What's up? What do we watch this week? We watched a movie called Hot Fuzz. Why did we watch Hot Fuzz? We watched Hot Fuzz because you've never seen it before. This is true. And so when you said, I've never seen Hot Fuzz, I was like, you probably should watch it because you liked Shaun of the Dead, right? Yeah. And like to be a movie guy, I feel like Hot Fuzz is something that I need to be able to see that I've seen. Yeah. So like Hot Fuzz was part of the Three Flavors Cornetto film trilogy, which consisted of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Uh, It was, these movies are one of my favorite trilogies. And so I believe everybody should watch them before they die. That's it. Can you rank those three films for me for your personal preference? Uh, Probably. I saw Shaun of the Dead first and I loved it. Then I saw Hot Fuzz and then I saw World's End. So if I had to rank them, I think the watchability of Hot Fuzz is higher than Shaun of the Dead for me personally. And then The World's End falls in last. Okay. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is definitely a great film, but it just Hot Fuzz has action, as you now know. Absolutely. So this film was directed by Edgar Wright, who uh, started uh, making uh, programming on the BBC. Uh, and one of my favorite television shows called Spaced was one of the first projects that he and Simon Pegg worked on together. And Nick Frost was also in that. So if you liked those three movies, go back to 1999 and uh, watch Spaced. And they all work together on every installment of the trilogy, right? Yes. Yeah. So they're and, boys. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, they're, it's that camaraderie and that friendship really shows when you're watching these films and that television show. I agree a hundred percent. I think it's really cool to see. Absolutely. So Bax hit me with those sweet, sweet movie facts, man. So some movie facts about hot fuzz. It was released in the U S on April 20th, 2007. Um, it was shot on a budget of roughly 8 million euros. And in the box office, it pulled about 80 million. So I'd say they did pretty well. Um, and like you said, it was directed by Edgar Wright. And the writing credits I found went to Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. So good for you, Simon, getting into the writing game a little bit too. Oh, yeah. So I think it would be good to let them know the taglines. Especially before we dive into the synopsis, we'll let you know what you'd be seeing on the poster and stuff. Absolutely. So they're bad boys. They're diehards. They're lethal weapons. They are hot fuzz. Hmm. How about when the heat is on? You got to call the fuzz. Gunfights, car chases, explosions, all in a day's work. Hmm. In a town where nothing much goes on, a whole lot is about to go down. Big cops, small town, moderate violence. All right, Bax. Let's talk about the plot of Hot Fuzz. Man, let's get into it. So Hot Fuzz begins with a super cop montage of Nicholas Angel training, doing driving, cycling, 
many activities. He's stabbed by Peter Jackson in the hand. Uh, and Peter Jackson is actually dressed as Santa Claus. Which I is like a, when you drop that trivia fact. Which is an Easter egg, which I've ruined for you, yeah. audience. Uh, so we learned that he has a 400% higher arrest record than anybody else in the department. He's promoted to the sergeant due to this to the country. So basically his bosses are just like, we got to get you out of here. You're making us look bad. Yeah. Um, so everybody actually is happy to see him go. And the whole department is throwing him a party because he's leaving. Yeah. He has like no con- confetti and cake and all that stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so I think it's nice because Nicholas Angel kind of goes, you know what? Everybody's going to be against this idea. And everybody is so for him leaving. Yeah. And uh, so he actually goes and tells his ex-girlfriend and she's just like, I don't care. I'm seeing that guy over there, (laughs) which I thought was really nice that she's already moved on. And he's like pensive and sad still. For sure. Uh, So uh, he actually gets to that uh, Sanford, which is the new place where he's going to live. And he, the first nights he's there, arrests the entire town or, or all of the kids that were drinking at the pub and just kills everybody's night. And everybody that meets him has a, like basically just has a bitter taste in their mouth to start the film. Yeah. So after, so that night he actually meets a drunk who gets in a car crash, uh, who's actually Nicholas Frost and he locks him up as well. And the next day he goes in to check him out and he's like i'm here to interrogate whoever's in three or whatever and the guy's like oh there's nobody there and so he thinks that somebody escaped and stuff and then that's when he meets uh his new partner so uh during his tour of the like police station he he finds out that there's like a neighborhood watch and there's all these it's like a closed circuit camera system where this like townsperson is basically watching um like a street performer and just being pissed about it yeah everything they got cameras on all of it absolutely so nicholas and danny actually have to go and watch a terrible version of romeo and juliet uh which is a recreation of the leonardo dicaprio claire danes version of romeo and juliet jamie county in the mix Oh, yes, yes, yes. Very bad, very bad uh, version of the movie. There's a lot of uh, water and Christmas lights. That's all I remember. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, so <laughs> uh, they go see this movie. They, they go and see this play. Uh, after that, they have to go to the pub. And then there's this guy who's like insanely drunk, who's actually like a land developer. And uh, Nicholas spills a beer and the 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 sergeant's like, you better go home. And he was like, I just spilled a beer. This is like, whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. I meant him, the guy who's pissing on something right now. Uh, So uh, Danny and Nicholas, so Simon Pegg and Nick Frost actually carry this guy home, uh, get him to his house. And that uh, this guy goes inside, starts making himself some food uh, or had cracks another beer. And, Eventually, the killer comes and his house explodes. Right. And it's staged around the food being prepared. Absolutely. Yeah. And then so while that's happening, Nicholas and 
Danny are cementing their friendship by watching action movies together. Bad Boys 2. Yep. And what's the one with Keanu and Patrick Swayze? Point Break. Point Break. And those two films cement their friendship yeah. and love. And it like kind of illustrates Danny has this idea of what being a cop like might be like, right? Mm-hmm. And like the guns blazing and all the heroics and stuff. And Nicholas is almost like he's been through it all. And he's like, there's more to it though. You know, like the paperwork and actually like your heart behind him protecting people mm-hmm. and helping like, the community. And it's interesting to see them both develop as characters and like understand where each other's coming from. Absolutely. And we just like action movies. So it's cool to watch guys in a movie watching action movies. True. So after that, uh, they go in and they start investigating this like house fire explosion and the, like the, the group of police that are there are like, Hey, um, why do you think this is actually not an accident? Why do you think it's murder? And then Nicholas, this is the start of Nicholas thinking that everything that's happening around him is murder and not accidents. Yeah. And then, uh, he's actually told that he has to go to like, uh, be a guard at the church festival. Uh, so then they have a couple more calls after they are called out to the car crash, um, where they find they have a guy that can't speak English or he is speaking English, but, uh, and they, they, they find like a sea mine and an arsenal at his house. Yeah. Uh, and then another, per, another murder actually happens to a guy that's trying to develop a specific part of town. Um, and his house explodes. And I think this is when Nicholas Angel starts believing that there's a conspiracy or they're they're all murders and not accidents just because of the there are no murders in town and they're all accidents right so after he's got that gap with the other people at the station like everybody else just thinks these are total coincidences these are total accidents and he seems to be the only one that realizes there might be some foul play yeah and i think that they it takes this next death to then have everybody to start agreeing with him when they're at the church carnival and a newspaper reporter is crushed by like a gargoyle or like a piece of the building. Right. Right before he was going to meet up with Nicholas, right? Right. To explain uh, what was going on in the city and stuff. Yeah. So after that, Nicholas Angel accuses Skinner, who is the like grocer in the town of being the killer. And Skinner basically says, I'm, it's not me here, are all these VHS tapes and it's not him. Cause he was there when uh, the gardener was killed. Mm-hmm. And after that, Nicholas is basically sent home or sent to his hotel. And, um, he thinks he's nuts now. So it's now they've now told basically warped his mind to make him feel like he's crazy. Right. The doubts are sending. Yeah. So when he gets there, uh, a cloaked figure is waiting for there for him to kill him. Uh, And it's actually a fun fact. It's the hound from game of Thrones. That's there waiting to kill him. And was Uh, he also an employee at the grocery store? He was an employee at the grocery store. So we can kind of see the connection point there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
And uh, so actually he uses uh, the peace lily from earlier in the movie to bash him in the head, which is, I think, kind of funny to use a peace lily as a weapon. Yeah. Um, So Angel goes to the castle where all of these people are meeting and stuff because he finds out from radioing to them uh, as the lurch kind of character that they're all at the castle and that's where he's supposed to go next. Uh, so the greater good, which is a council of like 13 people, um, actually have been killing everybody that's going against their town, like to yeah. make, because they want to win best city or, or best little town in this local, as the, like the local competition. And so that's why they killed anybody that got in their way, a developer, a person that wanted to leave um, and anybody that was putting on bad theater or making spelling mistakes in a newspaper. Like those are the reasons why these people are murdering. And also why they're getting covered up as accidents because all these high figures in the town have control on everything, their hands and everything. Oh yeah. So uh, as Nicholas angel is running away from this group because that he tries to arrest them all, but uh they're all i think they're all the sergeant shows up yeah and and he's in on it and he's in on it as well and he was going to be there to he was going to kill him so nicholas angel runs away falls into this crypt sees all the dead bodies of like the mime uh the uh kids that were hanging out like loitering uh yeah yep the guy with the big bushy beard was there um and Danny actually stabs him with a knife and uh, then puts him in the trunk. Right. Um, and Danny's his partner, played by Nick Frost, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, they pop the trunk later. Nicholas Angel's still alive. And um, Danny's like, you got to leave. And Nicholas Angel's like, finally, like, all right, I'll leave. But he gets to a gas station after Danny gives him the car. And then he has like a change of heart when he sees some action movies, I think. Absolutely. When he sees action movie DVDs. Yeah. And uh, so he's like, no, I have to go back and I have to take care of it. So he turns around, um, comes back to town and just starts kicking everybody's asses. Uh, so the first thing he does is he goes and steals a horse after beating up that couple and then like tie him to something. Yeah. Um, and then he gets, he goes to the police station, gets the arsenal uh, that belonged to that guy. And there's just a giant shootout in the town square uh, where everybody that was involved with like the greater good council is there. Yeah. Um, Right. So the partners are reunited. Yeah. So Danny and Danny and Nicholas Angel are actually helping each other kick everybody's ass. Yeah. So they actually go to the go to the supermarket to get Skinner. Uh, then there is a car chase, and they actually actually get the Swan as well during this car chase, which is a nice comedic touch. The Swans are really nice thread through the whole film. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, they get to like the model village, and they have this fight scene there. And Danny's dad, who's the sergeant actually um was goes to get in the car goes away and hits a tree 
And then the rest of the film is them booking everybody for the crimes that they committed. So nobody actually died during that giant shootout. Yeah. Which I think was super cool because I think in a lot of action films, the people die and they don't have to like deal with the ramifications of their actions. I thought that was pretty cool. Definitely. And Nicholas loves paperwork. Or at least like he's not opposed to the paperwork. He has like two pens. So he's yeah. ready for that paperwork. He's super ready for that booking process. He thrives in it. So while they're booking everybody, they actually forgot one of the guys that, that monitors the closed circuit camera system. And so that guy comes out, is going to kill Nicholas Angel, and Danny jumps in front of the bullet and takes it for him. Um, and then Nicholas, like, knocks him back into the, um, like, evidence room, and the sea mine explodes, blowing up the building. Which is another fun recurring thing through the film that the Simon was never activated and now it finally does get activated. Yeah. So even when they're like bashing it with a stick and stuff like that, like when they're at the, at the farm, it, it took that action to have it blow finally up. Done. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we find out Danny's still alive, all that kind of stuff. And they, the people from London are actually coming back to try to get him, Nicholas Angel to come back to the city. Cause London is now, down the tubes without this one cop. And he's like, no, 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 I live here now, which I really enjoyed. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the plot of Hot Fuzzbacks. There I we go. It. It's a really good film. Super enjoyable. The action sequences and the climax, I felt like were really well done. And kind of how it's like, a, it, was an, it felt like an homage to other action films that I've watched in my life. Um, and it's like Edgar Wright, you can tell that he enjoys movies, right? And you can tell that like Simon Pegg and Nick, that they're movie guys like us. So I felt like that was kind of like a love letter to us. I appreciated those sequences being in there. Just the friendship that developed between Angel and Danny as well. Like Danny, he's pretty, what are words that we would use to describe Danny? Would we call him dumb or just not? I feel like dumb might be harsh. Like, like, a, like, a, like a gentle spirit. Like yeah, like a, a gentle like a, spirit, like aloof, just like goofy. You know, mm -hmm. and you've got Angel, like the really like straight laced locked in guy that can't turn it off. Yeah. So to see him kind of soften up and like Danny kind of win him over. But Danny also come into his element as a police officer as well. I like seeing that relationship develop and uh, kind of like what we touched on earlier, just the humor and how quick it was, how fast the delivery is and how like tight and witty it felt to me. I, I was really impressed by that. I think my favorite part was how they used music to emphasize the uneasiness and the, the tension between Angel and other characters and how basically it's, you have the visuals of these people being very nice to you, but then saying stuff like, I bet if I bashed your head in, all of these secrets would come pouring out and then laughing, but having this weird kind of thing underneath all of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think the audio with it brings the film to another level. Absolutely. So, Bax, are you ready for some regular human reviews? I'm super ready for some regular human reviews, especially if they're from Amazon.com and people that gave it a one star. This is a one star review by Andy. What's not up, Andy? Ne not nearly as good as Shaun of the Dead. A dud. 
Dud seems harsh, but if you like Shaun of the Dead more, I, I, I respect that. Lauren says, terrible movie for those who do not like dry British humor. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't that dry. Yeah, and I mean, I guess like I enjoyed the dry British humor, so that's probably one of the reasons I liked it. So I guess that's kind of reasonable. This person just said, yuck. <laughs> Big D said, boring. Couldn't watch past the first 10 minutes. Man, it's interesting because we we talked to one of our friends about it and they also said that it was a boring film and this was before I had watched it. And I remember being like 15 minutes in and I wasn't bored at all. So that's, that's interesting to me that for some people, they would feel that way. Jay says, boring and not funny. Slow story that grows into highly unlikely, but still not very interesting. Not the least bit funny. I mean, it's an action movie, but it had funny parts, so whatever. And is it kind of like that's the point that it's kind of poking fun? Or maybe not poking fun. It's an homage. It's an homage, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like not, you're not supposed to take it seriously. But while it's still doing that, it's still a great movie, which is what I think that's really impressive. Dumb movie, but boyfriend liked it. It was a cheap horror feel with low-level jokes. Everything really Hollywood. Oh, well. Whoever the boyfriend is, I'm, I'm glad that he's on the same page as us and he was feeling it. I like Shout it. Shout out too. that guy. The movie stopped playing halfway through. I thought it just needed to reload, but after 20 minutes, it still didn't connect, so I shut it off. That's, that's actually that's super fair. Like If you got something from Amazon and it did not function... By all means, please give it a one star and let other people know. I'm sorry that your copy like crapped out on you. That's a bummer, but that's like the most reasonable one star review that I've, I feel like we've run into. Yeah. The film is so stupid trying to mix comedy with it selling out any real story for an, an obsession for guns and violence. Pure merde. So I'm pretty sure that means dookie in French. Interesting. I, I guess they think uh, a good story wouldn't count. Watch their movie Paul and get a get a laugh and a good story. I mean, have you seen Paul? I have, and I enjoyed Paul. But um, uh, not to be that guy. Um, but whatever. I haven't seen Paul. I can't weigh in. Oh, really? So Paul was very good. I enjoyed it a lot, but it's not directed by Edgar Wright. So shut up, random one-star review guy. All right. Now let's hear what they have to say on YouTube on their trailer. Seriously, one of the most underrated films of all time. Best flipping movie ever. Wow. This trailer gives the whole movie away. Duh, it's a trailer. That's what happens with trailers these days. My favorite film. Love it. Proud to be British. Congratulations, David. This film made me appreciate British people more. Best movie ever. I mean, I feel like people agree that it's a great film. I could see if someone told me this is their favorite movie, I feel like it's a super legitimate one. I think, yeah, it's, it's a great flick. And yeah. uh, here's, here's what some Rotten Tomatoes uh, critics had to say. Hot Fuzz is everything an action comedy should be. It achieves through parody what most films in the genre can't accomplish straight. Thanks, Nathan. 
I really enjoy your Rotten Tomatoes voice. Uh, though it's no Monty Python, Hot Fuzz is a clever, over-the-top marriage of mayhem and merriment. Thanks, Claudia. Wait, was that Claudia or Claudia? Claudia. Okay, good luck, Claudia. Um, manage, manages to find humor, not just in the mundane existence of the small town, but also in an overblown nature of action films. And it works as an action film on its own. Thanks, Kevin. So, I mean, like, people really liked it. Definitely. It's, Bax, what did this movie get? Yeah, so on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% of critics gave it a positive review, and that's with an average score of 7.7 out of 10. And general audience on Rotten Tomatoes, 89%, so basically the same, it gave it a positive review of 4 out of 5 was the average score for the general audience. And if you go over to IMDb, you're getting that 7.9 out of 10. Which it should be a 9, because that would that would match up with the audience. Yeah, it should be a 9, but I feel like as I've tried to become a movie person and like tried to read about films on the internet, I've learned to take ratings with a grain of salt, you know? So if something's like a seven, I kind of feel like, okay, like it's probably pretty decent. If it's an eight, I'm like, it's probably pretty great. I think there's a lot of haters out there. A gazillion percent quick. Yeah. Like side note, if you go to reviews on IMDb, way too many people just given a 10 out of 10 or a one out of 10, like, do you really feel that strongly? I don't know. Like things can be in the middle, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Agreed. So if I had to rank this movie, I would give it an A minus. You stole my rating, but please tell me why you thought it was an A minus. Okay. So I think that it's a great movie. It's fun. You can munch popcorn while doing it, but it doesn't really make you think. I think an A plus film has to have something else to say. And I, and if you, if you can tell me what the message in hot fuzz is, I I'll, I'll increase my score. But the only thing I think that I think maybe the message is this and it's to learn to turn off and enjoy life. Hmm. I mean, and that could be the thesis statement for the film because that's what the main character has to learn throughout the throughout the film so maybe that's what it is i just taught i just i just taught, taught it to myself it's an a now it's an a i like how you taught that to yourself i would also okay well you bumped up to an a i'll give it an a minus i think going back to things that i already touched on the homage factor the factor that it feels like people that enjoy movies made this movie for other people that enjoy movies. The fact that just watching the film, you can tell that Simon and Nick, even though they're portraying close friends on camera, like on the screen, you can tell that legitimately in real life, they have a sincere friendship. Right. And I'm sure that they had that relationship with Edgar Wright and like Edgar Wright, you weren't even on the screen that I know of maybe at a cameo. I don't know, but yeah, like I could just tell that these guys all got each other and like they all love each other and loved making the film. And like when that comes across to me during a viewing process, that's super cool. And uh, yeah, just the homage factor that it touched on, like just like action films that we all love, but did it like in an homage way. Absolutely. So if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, go to gamezillamedia.com and check them out. 
a lot of different interests are covered too. Like if you're into like current gaming stuff, they got you covered. If you're into retro gaming stuff, they definitely got you covered. If you're just into action movies, they got you. So Dungeons and Dragons, like maybe you're a tabletop gaming person, they got you there. So yeah, tons of material. Definitely check them out. They got a Discord. You can hang out with people from all across the world that are into all sorts of nerdy stuff. This is true. I mean, we have a great community of people there. And I just want to say one last thing, Bax. And I think it's a wrap. Man, I think it's a wrap. With Bob and Bax.